The following is a Joel Mahalik production. The following episode has been recorded in front of a live studio audience, which included two cats, five Barbie dolls, one miniature schnauzer, and eight tiny reindeer. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! That's a really bad sign. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik, and sitting across the news desk from me is the most beautiful woman in the world. Kylia. Hey. hey. Have you happened this? Uh, sh- oh, shit. Wow, I was going right along with you, I too. totally lost the words. <laughs> I know, it's a, I, I know the words. Have you happened to see the most, the most beautiful, beautiful girl in the, the world? Wait, I just said most beautiful world. Wait a minute. It's the most beautiful girl right, in the world. Let's cancel karaoke night because <laughs> it's damn sure not working over <laughs> I here. I know, right? So welcome, not with my voice. Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming back. The website, jmtalk.net. Uh, I invite you to go there and subscribe to the podcast and get it on your favorite player. New episodes drop in every Sunday-ish. <laughs> what? <laughs> every Sunday-ish. Right. And you can also listen to the 24-7 stream. If you cannot wait for the following Sunday. Also, we're on Facebook at JM Talk, and we're at Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Now, you have a Twitter, but mm-hmm. it, it's like at Sharon underscore Mahalik. And so. Right. It's, or. You complain about me. How, you, I got, Mahalik Sharon. Or. <laughs> what were the other ones? You the have one like a ton that, of them. I know. Plus, you have like at Chick Chat. From when really? you, yeah, when you had the Chick Chat show. Oh wow! Now I didn't realize I had a Chick Chat. Our show producer, Mr. Tony Richards, runs out and acquires JMTalk.net because the lovely Sharon is telling me on the show that you know, JoelMahalik.com is going to be difficult for people, but then yet your new Twitter is at Sharon underscore Mahalik. Right. <laughs> so what's your problem? I don't. I. <laughs> Do not have a problem. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, how you get a hold of oh the show uh, online. That's our online presence. So yes. obviously, obviously, as you know, it's a podcast and no one ever really knows when we're recording. So the big news we story. We never this, know when yeah, we're we recording. We never know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so there's, you I know. Just, I just looked over and said, you ready? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I said. Yeah. The big story going on this week, obviously, is Hurricane Dorian. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Which, at the time of production of this podcast, has battered the Bahamas. Have you seen the before and after pictures of the Bahamas? Have you seen the before, the satellite images before the storm and now? Yes. It's incredible. Um, You know, we've been to the Bahamas Quite a few times. Mm-hmm, right. A beautiful, beautiful place. And it has been literally devastated. Yeah. I think there this, is so much land gone. Yeah, it's just all underwater right now. Yeah, yeah. It is. So and the problem with this storm is it move it's moving one mile per hour. 
So they said yeah. that it, it it basically stalled and hung out over the Bahamas for like 44 hours. That's insane. Can you imagine being an I island nation? I can't imagine it hanging out for 12 hours. Yeah, because of the noise, the battering yeah. of the winds and the battering of the waves. And, of course, we saw a video. They don't know how many people that we've lost. Yeah, they won't on, know until they yeah. really actually start digging into the mess. Yeah. And see what's so going on. sad. It is so sad. So thoughts and prayers to them in the Bahamas. Yes. And at the time of the recording, it looks like Florida probably dodged a bullet, but the Carolinas are sort of like in direct path. Yeah. That's, the coastline. It's like kind of skimmed Florida, came out, and then bam, right back into Yeah, it didn't Florida. so much move, though. I mean, Florida kind of concaves in. And then the Carolinas stick out, and that's why. Yeah, so the and path that's why, didn't yeah. change of the hurricane. It's just that Carolina's got its feet out in the open like this going, I'm going to trip you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and it said. So that's really the big what's going on this week as far as, yeah. I mean, it, it's, and then, of course, that's taken up all the news. And uh, next week is the height of hurricane season. Yeah. So, and that's scary because if it's starting out the week before the height of hurricane season and it um is that for you. What are you doing? I was moving okay. I was moving your cable. <laughs> but um and then there's what did we see? Three more hurricanes yeah, but, well, two, behind it? Well two behind us and they said both of them were really irrelevant. Well, yeah, compared to Dorian, but you never know. There was one. That was in the as Gulf. Y- no. Oh, there yeah. was one. I was looking at, um, I think it was weatherchannel.com or something, where it showed the whole United States, like, satellite view, and it showed the Pacific and the Atlantic and all the hurricanes coming up on the Atlantic, mm-hmm. and one on the Pacific side. No, they call them what typhoons on the Pacific side. Yeah, that side? one. It was a typhoon. Yeah, that's an interesting no, they, name. No, they've it? had hurricane. It's hurricanes. And they're also. hurricanes, but they call them typhoons. Right. I don't know who. I, I, I don't know why they call it that difference. Does somebody just find it funny to be like, "We have a typhoon"? Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just being silly. Yeah, it's it's really on not a very it's, serious. It's, case. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a serious matter, and it you is. know, I, but you know us. We're gonna try to make light of what we can. Yes, this is nothing to make light of. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand. I mean, it doesn't really help because of the time of recording versus the time that this is dropping. Right. We can't really advise anybody what to do. We we'd like to, yeah. but they're not gonna hear it. All, you so know, I, I think the I'm, one advice that we can give, though. For future hurricanes? For few, no, for now, you know, when they say evacuate. I was just thinking that. They, Would you get out of my head? No. Okay. They mean it. For your safety. It's not. You're in my head. It hurts. It's, <laughs> um, it's for your safety. It's, they're not doing it to inconvenience you. Exactly. And for those people that want to stay back and. I'm going to tough it out because I can. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You're just putting your life in your own hands. And I was going to say that. I was going to say the exact same thing was on my mind was for future hurricanes and, and whatever. When your governor or your officials get on the air 
and they're telling you to evacuate, get out of town. You know, um, don't mess with Mother Nature. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because Mother Nature is not nice. Oh, yeah, no, nothing to be she, reckoning when with. She throws a temper tantrum. She throws it a doozy. Yeah. She makes it a doozy. Yeah, she does. Not throws it. <laughs> she yeah. does. She makes it a doozy. Now, we're telling people to be careful and everything, but I do recall... Um, I do recall... Oh, I know what you're going to say. That's way back, that time during when... During a nor'easter, when we lived we in Cape May. We had just moved into no, that. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about that one, but that is an interesting one. No, I was talking about the time where oh, when the we police were departments... Yeah, we're, the, we were kind of doing some work on our house in Cape May. The police departments were driving through the streets. Please. They were like one of the people in, yeah. batting down, be yeah. safe. We had this large gaping hole in the side of our house because that was the day we decided to saw the wall down and put like this giant full frame window in. Yeah. So I, when they're put when the police so, are making right, these announcements, the backstory of that is we had paneling on the walls. We hated it. It was nasty. It was. It was so, the seventies called. They wanted it back. Right. So we took the paneling down, and behind the paneling, we saw that. Whoever put the paneling up closed off a window. No, no. Yes. No. It yes. was a wall air conditioner that never worked. Oh, that's we were pulling right. out. And even though it never worked, whatever worked before, what it was it was cocked so it got wet between the paneling and the drywall behind oh. it and all that mold. So we had to cut oh, that whole wall down. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, that's when we decided, hey, someone had given us this full window. Yeah. Well, let's put it there. Right. We know nothing about building, but damn it, we did it. Right. <laughs> but just the timing but, of when we did it. You know, it. thankfully, we, my brother-in-law at the time was staying with us. And he helped us um, put, you know, with the root, the window and all that Yeah, because I didn't know anything about leveling no. and plumbing windows. And mm -mm. if he wasn't there to assist, then the window would have definitely looked like one of the windows in those little haunted house decorations you get oh, from yeah, Halloween right, where the, the windows are all cockeyed and crooked. <laughs> right. And then when you walked in our house, you might have heard, den 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 There you go. Now, we cannot be held accountable for copyright because we recreated that with our mouths. We can't, we probably couldn't air that actual song on here because it's no, copyrighted. Right, right. But if you reproduce it yourself, I with understand. With your mouth. You're good. Well, in any way. If I, if I got <laughs> keyboards out or drums. Just the way or, you put it, you were like, uh, or my with dad's my mouth. old accordion. <laughs> That's a shame we don't have that. That would work too because yeah. it's got all those ding 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 I don't even know what you call them. I'm lost. Here we go. The circle goes around and around and we're lost. Be safe and do yes. as you're told when you're told to evacuate. Yeah. Back to the original. Right. Don't cut walls down. Try to put windows in. And then right. when the kids came in the front door, remember that? They opened up the front door. And because of the wind, whoosh. everything in the living room just started blowing everywhere because of this big hole in the wall. And, and then, then the, the, the door front door opening. Opened. Forget it, about it. It caused a vacuum. It did. So intense. I was hanging out the window. Ah, waving in the wind. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. Silly. Fine. You're silly. So, um, but yeah, Mother Nature is nasty. Yeah, she is. So, no. um, what we can say though, because <laughs> this drops on Sunday, 
and this should be fully gone. Hopefully. By then, hopefully, yeah. With the rate it's moving. Right, I was just thinking. Is hopefully everybody is safe. Right. And, uh, you know, we pray for those who, uh, uh, you know, uh, had issues with this Dorian storm. uh, And uh, hope everybody rebuilds um, and gets done what they have to get done. Now, the one thing I want to mention about that is the Bahamas is owned by the U.K., I believe and, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but last year when Hurricane Mary, Marie? Marie. Marie came through the Bahamas. No, it came through Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. The U.S. was ostracized because we didn't do enough to help them. Right. Okay. But we were doing everything we could possibly do. Now, let's see how the UK is treated if they don't respond fast enough right. to help these poor, poor people. Yeah, it will be interesting. And believe me, they have their own issues right now with this whole Brexit thing. But also uh, to mention... Well, we don't uh, get political here. Go right. on now. Also to mention, uh, Disney has already, uh, I yeah, think, uh, uh, put I up a million dollars. Um, yep. For the Bahamas, for right. uh, rescue and relief efforts, so uh, we applaud um, Disney for that. Yes, and uh, and that brings up another point that I want to mention because of this. You're going to see a lot of things uh, on websites and social media uh, throughout the next couple of weeks, probably uh-huh. uh, raising money for those efforts. Please be careful with yes. who. You donate to. Make sure you're Make donating. Make sure it's a reputable organization. Organization, where exactly. A, where a high, the highest percentage of money goes to the actual cause. Right. Because there are charities that put like 15% towards the cause and 85% becomes quote unquote administrative costs. Yeah. yeah no such thing in a charity. Right, exactly. There shouldn't be anyway. Right, there shouldn't be. So, um, I'm not going to review who you should donate to. That's something that you have to decide. That's your personal choice. Right. Yeah. But we just want you to make the right choice to make sure it's reputable. Along with this warning that I'm giving you is because the fact that there will be companies, there will be people, not companies, I'm sorry, there will be people that will be scamming tomorrow. Yeah. They will be setting up fake websites that look like real charities. And the robocalls the will robo- start. Yes. And they're going to try to get money out of you do not right I'm ex- if you choose to donate go to the website that you choose to donate to the red cross you know yeah. whatever whomever you choose to donate and to. make sure this is the right website make sure it's got the green lock on your browser telling you yes. it's secure because i'm telling you even i wouldn't already on social media there's already banners across the top now i'm not saying that's not reputable but right. again don't donate just because it says that. If you want to mm-hmm. donate, decide what charity you want to donate to. Look into it. Make sure that the monies are going to the relief, you know, and things like that. Exactly. And, you know, if you have time, I saw this today on uh, one of our one of the groups from uh, down southern Delaware, uh, the Indian River Group, I think. And somebody was talking about, I have a couple weeks of spare time. And it's nice that they do. Um, does anyone know of any local organizations that are putting together relief like basically going around right. and collecting stuff for, because he wanted to go and help them. He had some spare time, right? 
that he wanted to donate. And that's the thing. So if you have spare time, yeah, if you, if you can do that, get with an organization that is gathering things. Find out where in your locality you can donate food yes. or blankets or water, whatever it is they're looking for. Right. And you and you feel you can do it. But no one should ever make you feel like you have to do it. Yeah, and that's sometimes that's how the scammers will make you feel. Yeah. If they if they get you on the phone, remember what I've always said when I talk about scammers. The hook. If they can get you on the hook, they'll drive the money right yep. out of your bank account. So I would I, I'd rather and especially for my clients too, I'd rather hear that they handle those kinds of phone calls the right way. Right. You know? Yeah. Um I would say nine out of ten of them are scams. So yep. And be very wary of that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you have anything else to say? Not on that subject. I think we've said um, just about everything we needed to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a pretty full coverage of yeah. uh, of a storm that will be going by the time they're listening to this. But the, the, the remnants of it yeah. will not be, yeah. including, you know, the donation part. Exactly. Like I said, that's already here. I mean, as soon as I went into Facebook on the phone and on the computer, boom, right across the top. I didn't even look to see what organization it was because I'll decide what we'll do, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, with our efforts. And, you know, like I said, I'm not here to judge who you give to. Yeah, um, exactly. Or but, if you do give, it's not for us to judge. Right. But I, I would say that the, I, the reason I, say, I specifically said look into what, how much money goes to where is because I do know that some of the big organizations – really don't give as much as you would hope or you think right to the actual cause exactly so uh anyway so uh later on on the program we have one hell of a wombat of the week and it Ooh. and it actually connects last week's uh podcast a little bit so okay it, so it like connects i think it's the first time that a wombat connects with content from the previous week so that's coming up plus we'll honor more heroes uh, this week on the program, and um, we'll tell you how you can get involved in sending uh, stories in for both those things. But in the meantime, right now, I think we're going to go uh, wet our whistles while you listen to some stuff. <laughs> Whatever comes out in those okay, 90 yeah, seconds. You, you know. listen to some stuff. <laughs> and Sharon and I will be right back after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Okay, welcome back, everybody. Oh, now you want me to say something? No, yeah, now I want you to say something. Okay. I just wanted to trick everybody. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the podcast. We are the Joel Mahalik Show. Mm-hmm. And we are Sharon and Joel. I'll be Joel. I'll be Sharon. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for staying with us. Uh, it is... Um, we have... 
We got some interesting stuff. Oh my goodness. I'm getting dinged like crazy. <laughs> uh, I have two really big things that we were going to hit in this part of the show. Okay? okay. And the first one is this literally could be a wombat of the week, but the wombats are, are getting a little behind. Like we okay. have, I have an influx. So I brought this to the forefront. And this is, if I can just get. Okay. So this is about a lady, a vegan lady, who is, who takes who's taking her her neighbor to court because of the smell of their barbecue affecting her. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Are you serious? I'm serious. A vegan woman is taking her neighbors to court because they keep barbecuing meat and fish, and the smell keeps wafting over into her garden. Wow! If you don't like it, move, lady. <laughs> This wow! This bizarre, I can't believe this. <laughs> this bizarre incident took place in Australia, where Celia in Cardin, Australia of all places, Celia Cardin has become so enraged with the folks next door to her in Perth that she's taken legal action. Wow! Uh, Cardin reckons that her neighbors willfully and knowingly allow smells from their barbecue to drift over into her garden in the suburb of in Australia. <laughs> leaving her unable to use her own backyard garden. Aww. This reminds me of the people, uh, last year we did a story, and might have been one of the wombat stories, the people who had the barbecue and the neighbors called the police and code enforcement because the smoke that. Yes. was coming yep. out, yeah. was leaving their backyard yes. and affecting the neighborhood. I remember, yeah. And then the code enforcement, I posted the video, code enforcement came down and explained that they were violating code by allowing their barbecue smoke to leave their yard. Wow. Yes. Now, this woman in Australia, I have an idea for her. Now, I can't claim this idea as mine. However, when I was a wee, wee... A wee lass? Wee lass. A wee lass. Um... Our family went barbecue or went camping with my parents' best friends. We had trailers next to each other, no, down the street from each other, um, and everything. We always went down with them, you know, so on and so forth. And one time, I remember um, every time we tried to light a fire, the smoke would come to wherever us kids were standing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Did you see your parents? Just asking. No, but okay. my my parents' um, best friend did say what we need to do is get a smoke shifter. Okay. And it's, it's like what you use in a fireplace, you know, to add air. Right. You know, it's one of those. But only really big. So there you go, lady in Australia. Oh, so get one of those. Uh, get one of those shifter. and shift it right back to your neighbor. It it is amazing to me that somebody would complain like that. And and first of all, that it's it's amazing to me that a court would even hear that. Exactly, <laughs> that a court would accept that case. But uh, but I guess it shouldn't but surprise me. Maybe they me. do it for the comedy effect. Maybe, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised because of that incident last year with the code enforcement telling that person that they can't allow their barbecue smoke to leave their yard. 
I know. Well, God forbid the the wind take yeah. it somewhere. So I don't know if this is true or not, but as a follow-up to this, I saw on Facebook that, um, and again, this could have been just parody. I don't know. But apparently a group was thinking about going to the neighbor's house, the neighbor that was barbecuing, and they were going to create an even bigger barbecue and have a big, like, gang barbecue there in that backyard. Right. Oh, and I know somebody that makes barbecue grills out of propane tanks. But can you get a and sh- a massive one? But can they get it shipped there in time for the party? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe. You it know, might be a little costly, but it could be right. Yeah, uh, imagine a thousand-gallon tank. That is like twenty some odd feet long. Right. Right. That and would be a lot of smells. Making that into a barbecue grill. Right. I love it. I love it. Wow. There was a time in society where uh, you did things with your neighbors. You were neighborly. You talked. You shared stories. You watched each other's kids. You kill your neighbor. Well, now it seems like that. Yeah, I know. You know, I... I, I, It's horrible. We're friendly with our neighbors. Yeah. Right. And we're not so petty... That we have to... That's a good word. Petty. Yeah. It is very petty. For her to to say, you know what? I'm a vegan. And I don't like the smell of your meat. If you're a vegan and you put your family through that, that's one thing. But because you're a vegan, you shouldn't put your neighbors and people around you through where they have to change their entire life. Because the smell bothers you. Yeah, I feel the same way about people that don't smoke. And, and we don't smoke, but people who don't smoke but have to insist on being um, a jackass about smoking. Oh, you know I know. I, mean? I know. Uh, you know, just... I, you know what? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that, that just, you know, like, don't be within 30 feet of my yard because you smoke. Because... Even if you're not smoking, I don't want your smoky breath on my property. I mean, it's, you know, just that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, we have to live together on this planet. Your children smell like smoke. You have to live together on this planet. Right. And so you have to find the commonality. You have to figure out a way to to make it together. I mean, you know, seriously, I I would relish in smelling my neighbor's barbecue because I'm sure it would smell. Every time somebody's cooking out, I come in the house, somebody's cooking out. Yeah, right. You know, and it always and smells And then we so all good. run outside and... Right. Or even a campfire, you know, because we're oh, close to a campground. So on nights yeah. when, you know, the campfires are rip-roaring and you got a little wind to pull the smoke over this way and you smell that, oh, man. Right. <sighs> anyway... <laughs> Be, you know, be neighborly, man. Exactly. This petty bullshit. Or be neighborly and vegan. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, that, there, uh, so there's that. Okay. And how do they say it on the commercials? That's not all. <laughs> and wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, um, and actually, thanks to uh, Sharon brought this to our attention Earlier this week, I uh, see if I can put this into. Well, I may not be able to. It's really hard. I tried to get these websites into a certain 
reader mode before videos and stuff start playing. But anyway, so a Catholic school in Tennessee, you know where I'm going now? Uh, yeah. You're gonna, mm-hmm. People, you're going to love this. Yeah. A Catholic school in Tennessee has removed the Harry Potter books from its library after the school's priest decided they could cause a reader to conjure evil spirits. By going over the spells. In an email obtained by the Tennessean, the Reverend Dan Rehill of Nashville St. Edward's Catholic School said he consulted exorcists in the United States and Rome who recommended they remove the books. Wow. Uh, the priest writes, The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which when read by human beings risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. Catholic Diocese of Nashville Superintendent Rebecca Hamill said that Rehill has the final say at his school. That kind of makes me think that she's saying, cuckoo, 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 but that, cause that's, her, that's her statement. Yeah. He has the final say at his school. If you could picture me, folks, if there was video, my hands are in the air like she's going, he's got the final say at his school. In other right. words, we think he's crazy. But we can't do anything about it. Because I, I, I don't know how many books... Harry Potter has sold, and uh, I mean, there's what, five, six different books? Yeah. How many worldwide? But I don't, there has not been an apocalypse since Harry Potter hit the shelves. Right. I don't recall all these children that have read Harry Potter, and adults, mind you. And adults, right. Because there are plenty of adults that are into Harry Potter. Right. That have conjured spells or conjured evil spirits. Yeah, I haven't. They're running amok. Right, I just haven't because seen this. they've read the spells. <laughs> That's I, ridiculous. I haven't seen like swirly dark clouds and goblins and yeah. like you know the dead rising oh, wait, in front of but us. But they're running amok in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, maybe Tennessee's got a <laughs> wild problem Nothing against <laughs> Tennessee, you know. But um, can yeah. you imagine? I mean, uh, you know, uh, man, you know. D- 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 but I, I, but I feel like the diocese is, has has taken a whoa approach, you um, know. Um, yeah, I think. But, um, and he consulted exorcists in the United States and Rome. Wow, you know how awesome is that? First of all, the Catholic Church tells you that they don't have exorcists because they don't believe in that anymore. Yeah, but a priest can contact these non-exorcist exorcists. Maybe he conjured the exorcists <gasps> up. By reading the spells in oh the Harry Potter books. Oh my goodness. And then, That's what he did. And then he conjured up some other experts by reading the text of the Hardy Boys. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so awesome. We can't... I'm running right out and buying some Hardy Boys and Harry Potter books. You know what's funny about this? I was, I was getting ready to say... We can't make this stuff up, although we can, because if you remember years and years and years ago, I had that website that was fake news. Remember, it was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not um, NRN, not real news network. Yeah. So you can. I mean, I could write this stuff because I have written this stuff before, but I'm not making this up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this priest in Tennessee believes that if kids read it, you know, uh, hell on earth is going to ensue. And, I, you know, I Wait mean. Wait a minute. Going by today's climate in this country, 
hell on earth has ensued. He w- I, I bet you, oh, sorry, folks, I just slapped the mic. I would bet you that this priest would blame Hurricane Dorian on children <gasps> and children reading that book. I, oh, my I would goodness. be willing to bet you. Wow. Wait, let me conjure something up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Yes, people, I have to live with them. <laughs> it's not working. I can't conjure anything up. Maybe if we get the big cauldron out, you know. <gasps> and get our own spell book Right, that's out. right. I'll show you some spells, what? Father. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's sort of idiotic. I don't know if you are sending your kids there. I have to wonder, are you, what's your take on it? I'd like to know. I don't think we'll ever find out. Yeah. I would like yeah. to know what the take is from parents that send their kids there. Are you going to not? Because there are some people that take whatever religion they are. Yeah. And I, it, it's not for me or for you. Right. To judge what religion anybody don't. believes in. I we would don't. never. To each his own. So yes. would it be. Yes. So it's not for us to decide. But I'm wondering if that affects your stance if you're part of that parish if you're part of that church are you are you telling your kids you can't read the books because the priest is banning them do you actually believe that it conjures up spells and i would like to know how many people in that church have decided to leave the church because they think that their priest is absolutely bonkers and I, i i can't help but wondering has anyone in Hollywood come up with a great found footage horror ba- based on his story? Because it would work, right, Sharon? It would work. It would. I love it would. <laughs> I-, I love horrors that are found footage, and I just watched a religious one two weekends ago. Uh, you know, and and it, and it was great. You know, it's like this stuff took place in a church, right? And that. Right. I, so so right away, my mind gets thinking like that, and I'm like, this would be great found footage. Like this, like this priest has suggested it disappears. Right. And so here's the found footage. He apparently set cameras up. Because all these Harry Potter books were conjuring up stuff, yada yada yada, and I I, I think it could work. I and they kept finding work. Harry Potter books in different niches, right. in the walls. Or they find out that through the found footage cameras, that characters were conjuring themselves out of the <gasps> book pages. Oh my God, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horror you would get behind, right? I would. Not, I would really. Not I it. Would really, you know why not I Not it, do? but you would get behind that. Right. I, um, people, you have to know, I'm not a big horror fan person because, because well, first, like the slashers, I'm not into that. Um, but she watched Exorcist behind her blazer. <laughs> well, hey, we were well, watching did. it in a haunted theater. That's what makes it exciting. Oh my god! Anyway, um, I'm not a big horror person because I can figure it out right away. And if I have to figure out a movie in five minutes. Then I'm done. And then I'm watching horrors. And then when I jump because I, I just had the piss scared out of me, she says, what's the matter? I'm like, it scared me. Well, then why do you watch them, she says. And I'm or, like, well, if they don't scare me, then they're not worth the damn. How about that weekend you were watching them? I kept sneaking up on you yeah, and I gotta, scaring you. Yeah, I have to start sitting in a – because usually I won't take the TV from my love. So I and I have, do appreciate that. So I have my horrors on a pocket drive and I watch them on a laptop. But I have to be careful because, yeah, she'll go to the, air quotes again, fridge 
to get something, <laughs> but she's behind me and she's trying to pull all this sly stuff. I'm going to have to start sitting in a corner like poor Jack Horner watching my movies and eating my curds and whey or whatever the rest of that nursery rhyme would be. I'm going to have to jam myself into a corner to watch these flicks so I can see everything around me. But then something taps you on the shoulder. Oh, then I'm out. <laughs> then I, I am out. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Listen, I had a really good time on the show tonight. I'm not closing out. I'm just, I just want to say. Well, you're clo- it's funny. You must be, you must, your mind must time it because you're close to close out. Oh, okay. You know? Okay, well, I am. I'm having a lot of fun on the show tonight. This, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. They're all good ones. They're all good ones, but as people can probably tell by listening to this show. I heard, I heard from some new listener. They're going to write us a review on (gasps) on Apple. What? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, tell them to wait until after this show. Uh, So maybe we get get an extra star? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, this is five-star quality entertainment, hands down. It really is. You should be going nowhere else except here. I'm (laughs) entertained. And that's all that matters. If we base the level of entertainment on this show on Molly. Oh, she's out cold. It's like a negative three (laughs) stars. She's out. She is. Usually when we say her name, her head pops up. Right. Or especially if I say her name. Her head pops up and what, what, what? Right. Yeah, no, well, she's also, out. The, oh, I know why I'm uncomfortable. Did you notice that <laughs> my chair cushion fell down and is covering oh. the air vent under me? <laughs> the air condition is fixed, by the way, folks. You remember oh, last week it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. So it's fixed. And oh, my goodness, that feels so good when it's not covered. <laughs> <laughs> the vent under me was completely covered. Yes, my people, goodness. as I said earlier, I, I do have to live with them. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to conjure again. It just is not working. No, Ooh. I have to teach you how to conjure, baby. This this father, or reverend, a priest, whatever he is, has to come up with some video evidence of what he's talking about. Yeah, right. So, but anyway, so folks, yes, Sharon's taking off, and I will be back with the final stretch. We have a wombat of the week. We have uh, heroes to honor, and if there's time, one last thing. So, um, thank you for being here. Hey, you're welcome. Lovely to see you. And lovely to see you. And I'll be back on the other side of this. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
Welcome back to the Joe Mahalik Show. This is the final stretch as I've gotten used to calling it. And uh, I'm thankful that you're still here. And I got to tell you, Sharon and I really enjoy coming into your homes every week or into your phones or tablets or computers or whatever we're getting into. And it's okay because we're not scamming. Wherever we're coming into, we, we, we love coming in and entertaining you. So thanks for continuing to listen. This is, as I said, the third stretch. And this is where we plant a couple of regular things each week. So if you're a first-time listener, first of all, welcome and thanks for joining us. And in this segment, we do the Wombat of the Week. Uh, and I'm going to tell you how you can get involved in playing along with that. We also uh, do a segment called Honor Thy Heroes, where we honor everyday heroes on the program. And if time permits, and usually it does, uh, I do one last thing. And if time doesn't permit, then you get the ultimate joy of my face on video, on a video, one last thing. But I think I will be able to get one last thing in tonight on the actual podcast. So, today, tonight, again, the time of day really is based on when you're listening to the podcast, right? So, anyway, um, moving into the Wombat of the Week, how can you play along? This is real simple, folks. All you have to do to play along with Wombat of the Week is email us a story of stupid people doing stupid things, because that's what a Wombat of the Week is. I know that when you think of Wombat, you may think of a nice, furry, little, cute creature. No. On the Joel Mahalik Show, a Wombat is an idiot who got himself into the news doing idiot things. And so all you got to do is email such a story to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Or you can also email it to wombat at joelmaholic.com. And we will get it on the show if it meets the requirements. And most stories do. And then sometimes we wind up with a backup. Uh, this is a user. This is a, a user. Can you tell I'm a, I'm a computer guy? This week's Wombat is a listener-submitted Wombat of the Week. And I said earlier on the podcast, you may recall, I said that the Wombat of the Week this week actually connected to last week's podcast in some way, which is really interesting. And if, 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 I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that would be a first. I mean, I know that probably doesn't mean anything to the normal person, but to me, I, I feel like, hey, that's pretty cool. We're going to take the Wombat of the Week and connect it to the previous show. So it's kind of like a connect the dots for me. But So anyway, into this week's. So last week we talked about the Popeye's chicken sandwich versus the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich ordeal that, started, that was launched as a, I guess you would say, a social media marketing campaign by Popeye's, which, uh, as you may or may not know, a campaign such as that, would cost far less dollars than doing some sort of other marketing campaign. So they started this war on social media, and it really turned into a war. And so, you know, this is what it has escalated. So we talked about that last week. Now here's the Wombat of the Week. Houston police are searching for a group of people who stormed a Houston Popeye's demanding chicken sandwiches. And they did it at gunpoint this past Monday night. 
Authorities in Houston say three men and two women stormed the front door of a Popeye's restaurant with at least one weapon. They had just been told at the drive-thru window that the store was sold out of the popular sandwiches. An employee was able to get the doors locked before the five could get inside the restaurant. They also, the group, while they were, while they were trying to enter the restaurant at gunpoint to somehow get chicken sandwiches that were sold out, they left a baby inside the vehicle. Fortunately, there were no injuries reported, and police are trying to develop descriptions of the five suspects. Let me tell you something, people. (laughs) Nation, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, There's no reason, and I know, I know we had a, a conversation last week about be human. Be a human being and not a piece of garbage when it comes to a restaurant being sold out of something, especially when you have this big social media war going on. But when, you know, last week we were saying if you're told they're sold out of chicken sandwiches, you leave and go to another restaurant and find yourself a chicken sandwich. Go home and make yourself a chicken sandwich. You don't then take a gun and a gang and try to storm the restaurant like you're storming the shores of Normandy for a chicken sandwich. That doesn't exist. I know I'm saying sandwich. Sharon's correcting me in the background. You're saying sandwich. I know I'm saying sandwich. It's a sandwich. No, sandwich. You, you say sandwich, so I'm going to say sandwich. Uh, okay. I say sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do that. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I sincerely hope that the police find these five ass hats and hang them up by their Buster Browns. Because this is crazy. Now we're at the point where we are storming restaurants at gunpoint to demand chicken sandwiches. There, you happy? I said it. Sandwiches. That's what it has come down to. We are now trying to... We, we have turned... The craving for a chicken sandwich into a felony. I don't understand why people would do that. I don't understand why people would do that. Because they're morons. So for their actions, and I really hope they're caught. And if you know, and somebody knows, somebody knows that one of these five morons was talking to their friend and telling them a story. So drop a dime. Okay, because... That is really erratic behavior that cannot lead to any good. So they're unidentified and unnamed. So they are five unnamed wombats of the week. Find someplace else to eat. Is a chicken sandwich that valuable that you would? I, I, I don't know. But anyway, so get those stories in. Email me your stories. So we can have chock full of stories to share with you each week and never run out. So uh, with that being said, now, the next thing that I do on uh, this segment is the Honor Thy Heroes. And uh, I also encourage people to send in uh, stories from the news of everyday heroes. And the reason, there's two reasons I say that. If you're new new to the show, I, I typically say this almost every week. There's not enough stories out there. That's for one. The mainstream media doesn't cover enough 
people doing amazing things, being human, decent human beings. The other reason is there's a lot of small hometown type newspapers and those newspapers don't get a lot of national coverage. And those newspapers are great at, at, at several things, but one of the things it's great at is it talks about all the great people in that community. Community on a regular basis. Uh, when we lived in Cape May, New Jersey, we had the Cape May County Herald. It was a great, it is a great newspaper. When I get the opportunity to go down there for work, I, get, I take the opportunity to grab one and bring it home. Uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice full weekly paper. And I know from knowing that paper that there are stories like that buried in these small papers. So if you're within earshot of my voice and you're listening to the podcast, when you come across one of them, uh, find the online version or scan the story in and email it to us. Same email applies, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. And so this week, as you know, during the earlier part of the podcast, we talked about Hurricane Dorian, which uh, you know ha- has uh, come through and left his signature uh, with us and, and devastation in its path. I think it's really important this week to recognize all the heroes during this rough week of hurricane weather all the heroes from obviously all the first responders who are working overtime to get to people who need help uh to get in supplies national guard they're getting supplies in they're collecting and getting supplies in to the utility companies from all over many states uh, put their people ready to go to drive to whatever state needed help with power and communication lines being put back up uh, to uh, people that donate their time to help gather supplies and food, loading them up on trucks, getting them delivered to the areas that needed, to the corporations who are making massive donations to the relief efforts. There are a lot of heroes this week. And it's only fitting that we pay tribute to them all for the efforts of what they're doing it doesn't it doesn't mean you have to have a uniform and a badge uh, you know or be a paramedic or i mean you, you go beyond that the dispatchers the you know the, the what about the people without uniforms you know the people that pick up a phone and make donations to make sure that those supply trucks get out there that's an awful lot of heroes when you think about it when you think about all the people it takes to build that coffer of money to make sure those things happen. That's a lot of people when you think about all the first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, dispatchers in all the counties throughout all the states that are affected and everything that they're going to um, do. Um, it's, you know, there's just so many faces and so many people who have to be recognized, and it's it's only fitting that we do that. There was really no need to go searching for one particular instance. Don't get me wrong. There are quite a few single instances of some real great people out there this week doing these things, but I think collectively we need to thank everybody, even to the people who are making sure that animals in rescue and shelters got out of those shelters and moved to safe states and counties 
I forget the exact number, uh, but Sharon told me that quite a few dozen um, uh, animals, dogs, I believe, were brought all the way here to Delaware to uh, temporarily live in shelters here until things return back to normal down in the southern states. So a big shout out and a big, uh, you know, a standing ovation and applause for all of these heroes, all of these everyday heroes going that extra mile and those extra few inches this week to help those in need. Uh, we honor all of you here on the Joel Mahalik Show. And so thank you very much. Uh, again, be sure the email address, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can send in your heroes to be honored on the program. So uh, now we move into one last thing. I can't even believe I'm doing this without a drink. And I, and I feel it already. I feel it. I don't know if you can hear it, but I can feel it. It's coming. By the time I get done, my throat will be... Ugh. But anyway, so one last thing. This is just an opportunity for me to uh, talk about something that uh, you know is important that I feel is important to you. Or I don't know. Sometimes maybe I just feel like it's important to me, and I just feel like yapping into the microphone and see if it sticks. I don't know. But um, one last thing, and what I want to talk about this week on one last thing is something that is really important, and uh, especially if you are concerned with the uh, amount of scams that go out there you know uh, you, you, well people are always talking about online scams and things like that and it's interesting the reason i picked this up for one last thing is because there's some big stories that are starting to pop out and about this and i can relate and i'll, I'll share why so there's this it's really not a new thing in fact, this type of scam is as old as social media itself, but it, there's a big uh, surge in it right now. And I think that scams, internet scams, I think, have ebbs and flows. I think they, they come and go and they, they, they resurface and do things. But what I'm talking about is uh, scammers that pose as deployed American soldiers and they're in search of love or, you know, and listen, it's usually, it, it, that's usually what it is, a love scam. So, uh, and what they do is they, uh, they set up these fake accounts on, well, not fake, it's their account, it's a scam account on Facebook, and they try to befriend people, and then, you know, oh, I'm deployed, and, you know, I, I need to, you know, uh, be able to write with somebody from my country, and, and then, you know, then they're getting into this long-distance Facebook relationship with people of the opposite sex, and then they're scamming you out of money. There's all kinds of reasons. So oh, my family needs food and I can't be there for them. Can you send money and this and that? And, um, and here's the thing, like last week, last week I had three of these, two guys and a gal, two in the army, one in the Marines. And I, that's why, that's why this is so uh, interesting and why I brought this up on one last thing. Here's what I want to really share with you. I'm not going to share the whole thing about it. What I want to share with you is if somebody that you never even heard of shows up asking to be your friend on Facebook and they have like two profile pictures or one profile picture and one additional picture, I can almost guarantee you that is a scam. Um, now, the military thing, very big, but it doesn't necessarily always mean military. Anytime I get a friend, re friend request on Facebook and they only have one profile picture or a profile picture and maybe one other picture, 
Uh, that's an instant no. First of all, uh, I don't really approve many people anyway. Like, I have to be able to see that you're a mutual friend of somebody. Hopefully you drop me a note. You listen to the show, although you can connect with me through the show page. But that is typically the big red flag with me, and that's what I want to share with you. So as, as, a, as a technology manager, as a technology consultant, I would tell you, my customers, the whole world, this is what you look out for. These are the type of scams. You know, you don't want to fall for them. Because, you know, if you think about a telephone scam, if someone calls you and they're trying to scam you on the telephone, if they get you slightly interested, I call that the hook. The industry calls that the hook. And if they get you on the hook, they'll get anything out of you. If you respond and then befriend somebody like this on social media, that's the hook. That's the hook. And if they get that hook into you, they're damn sure going to get what they want out of you because that's really all they need is the hook these people are very good at what's called social engineering you know so if they get your confidence to befriend them they will drive your money out of you you know so what i'm saying is i'm trying to you know uh tell you don't be so naive just like i would advise and i have advised and i'm always talking about check your emails when something seems fishy it probably is how's the grammar you know it does it seem fishy why would somebody with you know a couple of friends and only one picture and they're in the army want to be your friends out of the blue on facebook you know we we unfortunately unfortunately we live in this world where we have to be extra cautious when it comes to things like that because nation scams Telephone, email, online, social media. Scams are a tens of billion dollars a year business. And I just want you all to be safe from it. I don't want you to fall victim to that. So, um, and that's one last thing. And that sort of brings us to the end of the program. So a couple of things as we close out the podcast. Okay, number one, my grandson turns three this Sunday. So... Uh, to Bubs, happy birthday, buddy. Um, and we're actually going to take him down to uh, the beach, uh, the whole family. We're going to go down there. So that, and while we're down there, and while you're out and about enjoying the weekend, do me a favor and pick up three pieces of trash. And for goodness sake, will you please act like a human and stop riding over chicken sandwiches and drive carefully and be wary of your fellow man or woman? Okay, it's the decent thing to do. In the meantime, we thank you for listening to the Joel Mahalik podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again next week on the show. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. (laughs) 